What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first ever episode of the Tip of the Cap podcast. Um, first and foremost, what is this? Now, the Tip of the Cap podcast is going to be a podcast. Uh, it's all about baseball in Western New York at the developmental level. Um, it's going to include topics covering travel ball and high school age, or sorry, travel ball at the high school age groups, as well as high school baseball itself. Um, I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear topics, ideas. I want to have uh, guest speakers, co-hosts, get input from anyone and everyone who's involved around the game of baseball in this area for and around those age groups. Um, I'd like to get into some specific player news, uh, you know, things like any, anything from Western New York alumni and pro ball, big time signings, transfers, commitments, uh, guys doing big things, on other big stages, you know, guys who show out at recruitment events, awards, accolades, things like that. Um, I know all West New York uh, just came out and all state voting or however that's done will be done fairly shortly. Um, you know, things like that. I, you know, anything and everything that we can do to talk baseball in Western New York from a travel and high school level. Um, things that this podcast isn't going to include this is going to be my disclaimer right off the bat um i'd like to talk to guys from all different programs throughout western new york guys from different teams different schools things like that so something that this isn't going to include is going to be any kind of trash talk uh any player or program bashing or any other negativity um i don't want to hear how you think some kid is overrated or how you think some program is garbage Anything along those lines. Um, so you're not going to get that from me, and you're not going to get that certainly from anybody that I have as a co-host, a guest on my show, somebody that I interview, anything along those lines. Now, that being said, I understand that you know there's a lot of differing opinions out there. Um, I know that some people think this program works, and other people think that program is not so good. And I'm, I'm not talking programs like... Um, you know, just for, you know, let's go next level baseball versus the Alden superstars or whatever it may be. Um, that's not what I'm talking about program wise. I'm talking, you know, doing like say a driveline program versus another program that's out there, uh, for arm development, strengthening and, uh, arm care, you know, and I know that some people think, oh, this is good. This is bad. Okay. Whatever. You know, and, and that's fine. People are going to have different opinions on this stuff. Uh, the one thing that I want everybody to understand who listens to this and, you know, when I post these things and you can comment on it, and that's where the back and forth can go. Um, just understand that, you know, any, like we can, we can have different opinions and, you know, that's all well and good, but we, we can keep it respectable as well. The way that we're all going to talk and learn um, is going to be through discussion. And that actually stems me to another point of, I honestly and truly believe, and I've had this conversation with a few people um, throughout the travel and high school baseball communities, is that travel baseball and high school baseball need to start learning to work together for player development. Um, and those are going to be some topics that we can touch on, not necessarily in this episode itself. Um, I'm going to try to keep this somewhat short just to kind of fill you guys in on what this is going to be and what, um, what I plan to do with it. So first things first is who am I? Uh, like I said, my name is Derek Joswiak. 
uh, and I have been around the game of both high school and travel baseball for quite some time, since since about 2006. Uh, I graduated from Lancaster in 05 and uh, would have played some college ball had I not herniated a couple discs in my back. I'm able to still play ball, but you know, was had my college career cut short because of a lifting injury. Again, another topic we can cover. Um, I started coaching at for uh, it was Inferno Baseball at the time, becoming Team New Era back in 2006 as an assistant coach for a 12U team. Stayed at 12U the following year as a head coach from 07 to 2012. Um, in 2011, I became the assistant program director and assistant coach for Lancaster Varsity Baseball. Uh, throughout all this time, I've played Double A Muni, Triple A Muni, played a uh, couple different SEBA leagues and Canada's MABL and the Buffalo BABL. Um, so that's a little bit of my background. I was always, you know, I was always more of a hitter as a player. Um, I dabbled in pitching. Uh, as soon as I started coaching, I started learning everything I possibly could about every possible position on the field, just because I don't ever want to be that guy that says things and tries to teach things that I personally don't know. Can I turn a double play? It's not going to be fast. It's not going to be the prettiest thing you've ever seen, but I can teach you how to do it. Um, and I've always been that guy that even if it's something that I never did competitively, you know, it's something I can teach kids to do. Um, and last little bit about me is I grew up in an era where it was town baseball and town travel, and that was really about it until you got into like Legion and Triple AVA. You know, and there there wasn't a lot of of ball to be played. You know, you were playing your town teams, and you know your your travel teams played in different tournaments and stuff like that. Um, you know, but your Lan like Lancaster, a huge a huge town, had a team, and then after there was some outcry about playing time and, you know, kids that were never given an opportunity for one reason or another, then there was a B team. Um, but those teams went to, you know, Lancaster hosted a tournament back then, Clarence hosted a tournament, Orchard Park hosted a tournament, you know, West Seneca hosted a tournament. Like, everybody kind of hosted their own tournament. The same teams all kind of came and played. And, you know, it was just kind of sorted out that way. And then, you know, near the end of me growing up, probably – about 14, 15 years old, um, you know, you started to see the initial growth of baseball that I've seen in my lifetime, at least. And that was with uh, the original Inferno team, where um, it was the first non-affiliated or independent team. They were the first kind of regional team out there, and they were good. That team had some in, uh, pretty insane accolades. They had quite a few guys, I'm pretty sure, at some ridiculous number, like, 13 to 16 kids on that roster played college baseball somewhere with almost double did almost 10 of them playing D1 baseball or something along those lines. I don't remember the exact numbers. Um, some of the guys that I've played with and that I know throughout the years, um, you know, if they can fill me in on that and let me know, you know, what the exact numbers were, if any of them remember, um, that could be, you know, some useful information. But that team kind of changed the game a little bit. Um, that original Inferno team, I believe they started being with South Chittawaga as the South Chittawaga Inferno and then just became the Inferno, which turned into the Inferno baseball program, which then developed into Team New Era down the road. Um, the Inferno baseball program was the first developmental program in the area. And, you know, the, the three guys that started that team or, you know, that team in that program 
developed it from one team to teams at all age groups, I believe from 10 to what was considered high school showcase, which was for um, kids who were high school sophomores and juniors, depending upon how your, you know, your birth date felt with being 15U versus being, you know, a kid who plays 15U and then gets two years of showcase because you're 15 as a freshman, um, something along, you know, somewhere along those lines. And, you know, basically what they did is they start, you know, they started those teams, they opened, um, they opened an indoor facility with a turf infield and three batting cages. And, you know, it, it changed the game. It changed the way things were handled, you know, and you still had independent teams, you know, teams that were like, oh, you know, we're, we have a solid eight kids here from, you know, this section of Cheektowaga or this area of West Seneca or this group in Orchard Park is really good at this age group, but, you know, we're only eight or nine deep. And if we could add four or five kids from surrounding areas, we'd be really, really, really good. And that's kind of what happened. You know, that's kind of what, you know, how, how the game developed is they stopped being, you know, little league tournament teams or little league travel teams and became independent teams that were still affiliated with a certain area. So maybe, you know, I know, you know, Lancaster teams, even to this day, still call themselves, you know, the Lancaster whatevers, but, you know, they're not necessarily driven through the, you know, Lancaster Pew Little League or, you know, there's teams that are in Chictawago, West Seneca, um, Orchard Park, stuff like that, that may use where they're from in their name, but they're not necessarily tied directly to the league. The other thing that happened is everybody and their brother started opening indoor facilities, which in this area you have to. There, I, I actually believe there's more places indoors to train with batting cages and turf than there are decent baseball fields to play on in this area. Uh, part of that has to do with weather on both fronts. You know, um, come, you know, there's some years that come October, it's too cold and too wet to be outside. And, you know, <laughs> like this year, it's June and we're finally hitting decent enough weather to be outside fairly consistently to play. So the indoor facility thing was necessity, and it also kind of plays into why some of our fields aren't in the greatest shape. You know, if you don't have turf, you're you're fighting it in a year like this. Um, you know, but now every team, whether, you know, you play for a program that has an indoor building or not, you kind of, you know, everybody's starting to practice inside. Everybody's starting in the fall, in October, November, somewhere in there. And playing through and into August, you know, until high school football starts. And, you know, then we, you got to kind of shut down because a lot of kids play fall sports for high school. Um, you know, it, it's once you hit the high school age, almost all teams are completely independent. I don't really know of any teams in the area that play a sanctioned, you know, have to be from your town, from your league type you know, whether it's like a Babe Ruth big league or, you know, whatever the older groups of little league are, stuff like that. Um, there, there are probably a team, you know, a couple teams in the area, but you know, off the top of my head, I don't really know of them. Um, you know, like I said, they, they, they keep town branding and stuff like that. But, you know, you, I know that there's a, an older, an older team that's based in Clarence that does some travel and they're, you know, called the Clarence. I don't even know what their quote unquote mascot would be, but, you know, I know they have kids from Lancaster, Clarence, uh, Williamsville, stuff like that, and they go around and play different tournaments and travel around together. Um, you know, so that's that's been a major change is the way the game of baseball has grown through my lifetime, through my 32 years. 
from it being basically one team for your town through your league. And if you're not on it, have fun playing house ball. And, you know, now it's, if you want a place to play that's not a house team, you, I'm pretty sure you can find one somewhere. Um, one of the other big points of growth that I've seen is in high schools. Um, when I played high school baseball and when I was coming up through high school, there, it seemed like there were a lot of, you know, teachers. There were a lot of, we'll call them school district, empl- you know, pre-existing employees for school districts that coached, high, you know, public high school teams. Uh, I can't speak for like the Catholic schools and you know private schools in the area because you know I, I didn't go to them and the only coach I knew from them was uh, the coach at St. Mary's. But um, outside of that, you know, it, it, it seemed you know my my high school coach was he was he was a history teacher who was a fan of probably the Yankees, and that was his claim of baseball knowledge. So. You know, he didn't. He, he wasn't a he wasn't a baseball guy. He was a history teacher. You know, and that's not necessarily a knock on him, but you know, sometimes that's not necessarily what's best for a team or best for a game. Um, you know, when you don't know when you don't know what you don't know, it's tough. And I've you, you've, I've seen a lot more. We'll call them baseball guys getting hired to coach high school baseball. You know, you're getting guys. I mean, you know, the guy, the guys who are still teachers, who are still, you know, district employees and stuff that, you know, they're, they're still baseball guys. They're guys that want to know, want to learn and want to grow. And that's kind of part of the reason that I'm doing this is because I'm one, you know, I'm not a pre-existing um, district employee at Lancaster, but I want to expand my knowledge. I want to learn more. I want to talk to anybody who will talk baseball with me. I want to talk about different programs, ideas, concepts, philosophies. I just want to learn. I just want to know. And I think that there's a lot of calling for that in this day and age. And with that being said, I think, you know, this this program could be a great tool to get information out there to be shared. Um, you know, and I think with a lot of, like I said, baseball guys being in the high school ranks, and then conversely through the travel ranks, I don't think you coach a team unless it's, you know, unless you're looking at something that's pure daddy ball, which I'm not going to get into, at least not yet. Again, that could be another topic we talk about. But I think if you're talking pure daddy ball, that's the only way you're talking a travel coach is not a baseball guy. Um, you know, I think the the guys who don't know the game all that well aren't really coaching at a certain you know to a certain level and I think the guys who want to coach who want to do it are pure baseball guys that they're they're guys that know the game have been in the game just to to at least a decent level somewhere in some way shape or form or they're guys who want to want to know more want to learn and that's like I said that's what a lot of this is about and I'm I, I have a little outline here in front of me of the things that I wanted to cover and talk about and I've gotten a little bit off base with it but trying to keep uh, keep things going in the right direction here. So um, I'm about 15 to 16 minutes in here, and here here's what's next. Um, this is my little intro episode, and what's next is I want to hear from you guys. I'm going to post this on my Twitter, which 
Um, I will give you guys the address of my Twitter, which if you're seeing it, you're probably, you know, already following me on Twitter or you're following the Lancaster Baseball Twitter or you're following my, you know, podcast that I do with my buddies, Hats, Tats, and Stats, because those are the three places, you know, between that, Facebook and whatnot, that I'm going to, you know, post this and hope that people, you know, like it, share it, and get the word out there for people to to get a hold of me to expand this to be something I want. So I want to hear from you guys. Um, I want people that want to guest star on it, co-host with me, that want to, you know, even if it's just an interview thing, um, you know, eventually down the road, potentially doing some kind of like live game coverage with a camera and a live feed, be it on either my social media, your social media, whatever it might be, things like that. Um, you know, so hit me up on Twitter. Uh, it's at the real jaws 25. Um, you know, or you can do the Lancaster Baseball Twitter, LHS Var Baseball, Hats, Tats, and Stats, which is Hats, Tats, Stats on Twitter. Um, I'm going to post it all over other social media. Um, you want to email me, drjaws25 at gmail.com. Um, you know, come find me. I'm, I'm not a hard guy to find. You know, I want to talk to people. I want to get people on. I want to get people going. And I want to, you know, put this thing out and do do good stuff with it. And, uh, you know, I got a couple guys in mind that I'm going to be reaching out to. So if you're listening to this and I haven't reached out yet, doesn't mean I'm not going to. If you want to be part of it, reach out to me. I'm all for it. Um, let's go. Let's get this done. And let's get this thing out there. Um, that's all I got for you guys right now. I apologize if I, you know, rambled a little bit. Uh, sorry for the little pinging noise. This is you know, I'm doing this on my MacBook and, you know, I'm getting emails and stuff popping up and that's what the little big noise that you guys are getting is. So uh, get a hold of me. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear topics, conversation, what you like, what you didn't like. Tell me to shut up and this is stupid. I don't care. Um, even if you tell me to shut up and it's stupid, I'm probably going to do it anyway. So um, just let me know what you guys want. Let me know if you want to be on the show. Let me know if you want to talk. Let me know if you want to hear me and or other people talk about certain things. And, uh, Thanks for listening this far, guys, and, you know, look out for my first real episode.